0: hello everybody hey i'm matt i'm zach and this is mz car guys podcast you can find us on all the social media at mz car guys
1: all of them or at least the ones that we're on anyways you can also drop us a line at mz car guys at gmail.com matt i think we uh this is a quite a large subject we're gonna need a haul it somewhere (laughs) so pickup trucks then Oh, that was such a weak stretch. That, 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 that hurt to say. Anyways, yes, pickup trucks. Because as I was explaining this to Matt, it's like this is such an obvious subject for us to talk about, but yet it's completely eluded us because this is just not our thing. <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, when you think of somebody that you say,
0: oh, he's a real car guy you don't associate that with trucks. So it makes sense. But, but also we have to talk about it because well, America. So,
1: well, not only America, but uh, just the world of pickup trucks is so changing that it for the better. Yeah. I I mean, it's, I'd I'd almost have to say that the world of pickup trucks is probably the segment that is changing the most. Yeah, yeah, outside of electric vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have the electric trucks coming out. Right. Uh, GM has announced one. Um,
0: There are some people who believe that the Cybertruck is going to be a real thing. Uh, you've got all kinds of stuff going on, so it's 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 definitely moving forward quicker than anybody expected. Really, um, RAM has had a hybrid, a mild hybrid, but a a hybrid for the last six months, several months, anyway. Yeah,
1: which it's that kind of that would never yeah. happen. Yeah, it's that e assist kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So smaller engine plus an electric motor, more low end torque, better fuel efficiency and engine can turn off when you're at a stoplight then the car can instead of having to have the big engine rumble up and all that drama and all that vibration you just come away from your stop as as an electric car and then after about 30 feet then the engine comes on nice and smooth
1: easy peasy yeah i just it's um it, it truly is an amazing segment to kind of look at and also the number of I mean, just a, you know, a brief history and stuff like that. I mean, it—the truck has quite literally built just about everything that we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, it's some form of fashion. I mean, you know, you know, not, not not getting into like the full, you know, like the you know, like the semis and stuff like that.
0: But I mean, no, so we're sticking with consumer grade pickup trucks. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, there, there, there's a lot to talk about. I want to get get a couple things out of the way real quick, which is that it's it's kind of amazing to me that through all the years uh, that pickups have been, well, basically most of the 20th century, that picks of, pickups have been a real part of our culture. Is that the number at the end of the pickup truck repre- used to, just like BMW used to, represent the truck's payload capacity. In the course of the Ford, it was done with every 10 pounds and in the course of the the ram for sure it was done just by the pound right the 2500 the 1500 the 3500 it doesn't seem to be so true anymore and i don't know a bunch about these kind of trucks because it's not my field but maybe you can help me out here zach but it's it's pretty amazing that they all kind of came to this agreement at one point yeah uh, like the I mean, Ford F one hundred, right? That was a thousand pound payload capacity. Then came the F one fifty, fifteen hundred pound payload capacity. Now you got yeah. an F one fifty that I don't know. What is there two dozen versions of the F one fifty? It's it's some crazy number.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, because my thing is the history part of this. I mean, I mean, trucks go back. Light duty pickup trucks go all the way back to. I mean, if you really want to look at it, I mean, it's all the way back to the time of carriages and stuff where you had basically just some kind of box on the back that you threw stuff in and could haul stuff around and stuff. I mean... Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Because you just trade out the two horses (laughs) for the engine and away you go.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... It's it's kind of interesting because you know um, it's such an obvious design you know where you have you know especially for the automobile because it kind of does everything you need it to do now when, when being built automobiles first started being built you had the you had a frame which is what the drivetrain was attached to and then you had a body that bolted on top of it <clears throat> right and that allowed you a lot of flexibility in its design and function and no you know, and nothing is more more true than that than the truck, you know, the pickup truck. Uh, By the way, the word pickup is actually – was first used by Studebaker. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Basically by the 1930s, I think. Anyways, but over time, cars – got away from that. You know, um, I think the last body-on-frame car (sighs) (sighs) late 80s?
0: Really? That... Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, some of of the general... Well, no, no. No, 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 no. It would have been like in the 70s. Early 70s and stuff. Because they started going to...
0: Vets for body on frame for a long time
1: corvettes yeah mm, corvettes were
0: fiberglass body on a on a, they were under, on a
1: body molded to what well, i i'm I'm talking more a, a more traditional body okay ladder frame yeah most okay. part so but but pickup trucks, I mean, most pickup trucks, even to this day, are body on frame. And of course, right. there's some companies getting away from that. And we'll get into that one. <laughs> Which may become more. Um,
0: and to your point, not only body on frame, but getting back to the whole carriage thing you mentioned, is leaf springs in the rear suspension.
1: Yeah, solid axle in the back. And Yep. I mean, the Jeep
0: um, Wrangler is still solid axle in the front and back. show how how archaic that is, but it's really good at what it does. It's just good at one thing, going yeah. off road. But um, but but <laughs> okay. Last week we talked about Top Gear. Clarkson has a one of his more reasoned arguments, of which he has a few, um, is when he was talking about the Mustang and how the Mustang in two thousand and what have you was still. solid rear axle (laughs) and I don't know when they got away from the leaf springs but it wasn't that long ago but
1: Uh, 80s early 80s okay Okay. but you know with the the introduction of the fox body when they introduced the fox body that's when there you go yeah yeah, when they introduced the fox body I think 84 is when they got away from leaf springs but the Mustang 2 I believe had leaf springs
0: the, that would make sense considering the Mustang 2's <clears throat> value in today's culture, um, like thereof. But l- aren't there still trucks that use leaf springs? I'm pretty sure there are, especially oh, the yeah. super. The cars. vast majority yeah. of trucks
1: use leaf springs,
0: right? I mean, so so it's almost easier to talk about trucks that don't.
1: Well, and and you, it's 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 good to identify, um, the the positive impacts of leaf springs and and you can you can really see that in the fact that the corvette used leaf springs all the way up until current day
0: yes they had a a transverse leaf spring
1: yeah so a leaf spring had and and I i know we talked about it at that a leaf spring has a way of loading up with force in a much more linear fashion than coil springs can ever hope to do because coil springs anytime a coil spring loads up all it wants to do is go in direction but the direction that the force is being applied it wants to kick out sideways and stuff whereas with leaf springs leaf springs just bend And then as it, the further it bends, you know, uh, the further it straightens out, the more force is applied. And so it, but it's linear. It's very, very linear when it's, when the, when the force is being applied. So having it in like pickup trucks, for instance, the more weight you put into it, the more that force is, applied across the suspension so it's able to handle that weight easier so therefore you can really load up a lot of you know a, a lot into it also like with like towing you can tow a lot with it you know so it's and
0: so you can tow a lot with it because the, because the leaf spring Prevents the front end from rising so much essentially you don't have that issue where the trailer or what-have-you is causing the front end to to rise up and, and Make the truck unstable at the front
1: um, Not so much that but it's it's uh it's spreading the force out over the frame Okay, so okay. the frame so... itself is able to handle more of the Load I
0: say yes, yeah, so you're not damaging the frame itself with his heavy yeah. load.
1: Yeah, you're you're not you're you're able to take without over without over the frame or anything like that, because you have a specific spot. Like if you were to try and take and tow and, and we'll get into this in a minute. But if you try to take like, say like an independent rear suspension with coil springs and throw a 15,000 pound trailer onto it, you would probably break shock towers easily because it's all of the force is focused at one specific spot. Whereas with leaf springs, you can spread that out over the whole right. thing.
0: The, the, length, the length of the leaf spring.
1: Yeah, exactly. I get it. So, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So much so, delicate. Yeah. But, um, you know, but I mean, trucks have had a very interesting history. I mean, like we had talked about before, Toyota really got its start when it transitioned from, you know, uh, sewing, you know, large sewing manufacturing machinery to vehicles was building trucks for the Japanese military. That was their thing when they transferred over to them.
0: Right, it was the their their version of the Jeep, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, somewhat like that. Um, yeah. You also had, um, you know, some of the early, some of the early Model Ts were, you know, pickup trucks. It was actually called the Model T T.
0: <laughs> I didn't know so, that. I thought the first trucks went came from the Model A.
1: No, 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 no. That was definitely the model. I, technically, the first truck itself um, was the Galleon All Steel Body Company. Okay. Uh, Clearly, from, that company did not succeed. From Galleon, Ohio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, so, it was.
1: But well, yeah, a but lot of I mean, people forget. But, that. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I I was going to say, you know, it's you know a lot of companies. So me and my friend David, uh, back in Huntsville, Alabama, we did a nut and bolt restoration of a 1931 Rio Speedwagon, which was, you know, considered a uh, probably a medium duty truck, medium to light duty truck. And so I gained a real appreciation for how they put these things together. And so, you know, so it was, it was bigger than, say, like Model T pickup or even a Model A pickup, you know, a Dodge Brothers pickup, a Chevy pickup or whatever. Um, but it's, it's interesting the amount of focus that went into it or, or really kind of just the, not really focused. What am I trying to say? The, the amount of effort to innovate wasn't really there because when it comes to like cars, you can be, you can innovate. You can change things. You can switch things around. Uh, if you're Lincoln, you make the door swing out in a different way or anything like that. When it comes to a pickup truck, there's there's a formula that just works, and you really kind of need to stick to that formula, because when you don't, and we'll talk about what happens when you don't, it, it doesn't work out well for you. So, um, you know, and well, that's let's, just let's go, ahead, let's, let's
0: go ahead and dive um, into that because that's yeah, because yeah. that's something that happened in the last five years or so, and I would argue that. The most successful version of what you're talking about is the F-150
1: aluminum body. Oh, yeah. But it still works. It still has the same formula, which is long hood, a cab, and then a bed. A square, flat-sided bed.
0: And a tailgate. Right. Preferably with a bed wide enough to haul four by eight sheets of plywood.
1: Well, was... We're not going to get into that. But anyways, <laughs> but that but that formula has been the exact same. Yeah. Look at, if you look at the shape of pickup trucks versus the shape of automobiles, pickup trucks really haven't changed that formula very much. And those that have deviated considerably from that formula have done so to their detriment.
0: Are you talking about things so, like the Subaru Brat or the Baja?
1: Yeah, the Subaru Brat, the Baja, uh, the the Hummer H3 SUT, um, the original oh, the, uh, Honda Ridgeline, uh, the
0: uh, the Avalanche, Chevy Avalanche,
1: the Avalanche. Yep. So okay. that's, that's a good. I mean, that's it, a good point. Yeah. It, oh, I mean, oh, the other.
0: I meant to say, the other day outside, uh, I was uh, in my town. I saw an original VW pickup truck really yeah well it's pretty shocking
1: i think we need to get into that then because that particular uh that particular pickup truck caused quite a cluck
0: okay so let's talk about the chicken tax
1: does it hurt does does it It hurt sometimes my eyebrows (laughs) So the you chicken again. So
0: your your in depth knowledge is is what's going to keep this thing going here because I've got the periphery knowledge of this kind of stuff. So talk about the chicken tax, which so, also explains why Subaru had, had seats in the bed.
1: Yeah. So the chicken tax, and I'll actually just read this right off of Wikipedia. The chicken tax is a twenty five percent tariff on light trucks imposed in nineteen sixty four. Uh, by the United States under President Lyndon B. Johnson in response to tariffs placed by France and West Germany on the, import- <laughs> on the importation of U.S. chicken. Uh, the period from 1961 to 1964 of tensions and negotiations surrounding the issue known as the Chicken War, come on people, uh, taking place during the height of the Cold War politics. Eventually, the tariffs... Uh, were were lifted, but since 1964, uh, it has remained in place to give U.S. domestic automakers an advantage over the competition. Uh, though concern repa- re- remains about its repeal. So, what that means is is that you can't you can't import trucks. To the United States from you know from uh, places abroad because the fear was is that they would do it cheaper than what the American manufacturers could do. Uh, I myself am not a tariff fan. I like free trade. Thank you very much. Um, but. What I do think has happened is that the the have figured out that they need to produce stuff in the United States and therefore get around the chicken tax. And because they can get around that chicken tax by producing stuff in the United States, they've still done what the American manufacturers try to avoid doing. And it's actually increased competition, which I think has made the pickup truck better.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good examples of that are uh, the, the Toyota Tundra, which is built in Texas for the most part, uh, and the uh, Ridgeline that's built in Alabama. Um, yep. What's, what's Alabama. kind of funny is that the venerable Toyota Tacoma, which until recently was far and away the best-selling car and truck in its class, the Tacoma is almost entirely built in Mexico, but because of NAFTA, mm-hmm. it wasn't considered. It was basically considered a domestic product, or is considered a yeah. domestic product.
1: Well, most a lot of General Motors pickup trucks, or no, sorry, a lot of Ford pickup trucks, I believe, are built in Mexico also. But it was, but the entire tax when it, when it comes to trucks the very one that they were talking about is the Volkswagen Type 2 truck. Because it was able to, it was a whole lot cheaper on gas. It was much easier to work on than those big, huge honking American V8s or even the big inline six cylinders. And it was, especially in places like San Francisco and stuff like that, where they had these tight little roads and stuff, it could easily get around and everything. But they wanted to kind of curtail that, you know, selling and stuff like that, and that working its way into it. American protectionism kind of a thing. Um, You know, that was the reason why the Volkswagen bus or the Volkswagen uh truck caused it so
0: yeah and uh well and 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 then most recent example of you know trying and failing was the mercedes x class that came out that lasted uh three maybe six months before sales were just so so bad it was a europe only launch and sales were so poor that mercedes said oh forget this we made a mistake Let's just cut our losses and run. Yeah. We'll just watch making the S class. Which I get. Yeah. I get that. Um
1: but uh yeah, so so if there's so anyways, one... so... Yeah, go ahead. So I mean in reality the, the, the chicken tax is now just kind of a a thing that just needs to go away.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so so
0: the, the big thing, and if for those of you in Brazil and other countries listening to this, the, the, the big thing that draws Americans to pick up trucks is the same thing, uh, amazingly enough, that draws, Amer- draws people all over the world to supercars. Because it's not about what the vehicle does for you on a daily basis. It's about what it's capable of. And there's a lot of people buying a lot of trucks for what they're capable of.
1: see Matt grew up and we're going to talk about her age now but when that pickup trucks one of the biggest one one of the most popular things was low rider pickup Uh, my buddy Mike had a Nissan pickup truck that he had lowered and of course he had panty dropper in huge letters across the side of it it's amazing. I remember the first time my mom ever saw it, her mouth just dropped to the floor and she was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Well, so it but, reminds, um, reminds me
0: of the yellow truck in um, uh, Kill Bill Volume 1.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go but, ahead. But also you have the complete opposite. You have jacked up trucks and I had friends that did that too. Yep, same here. Um, you know, so I mean the the things that you can do with a truck are amazing. You can put a camper shell on the back of it, um, and you know, and make it basically into a living space. Um, right. one Out of the, the early one RVs. Of the, Yeah, one of the really popular things to do is to do what's called overlanding, which is basically just point in a direction and go in that direction. And a lot of people use trucks or some serious off-roading SUVs, which are. Based on the truck formula, yep, for the most part. Before, um, but right? then you, but then you have work trucks. I mean, one of the 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 F one fifty, you know, the F series pickup trucks. And, and I still love the statistic: out of every single automobile, not individual classes, but if you took all automobiles within the United States actually i think it's in north america period and you combined number together ford f series pickup trucks account for 60% of that it's just incredible it's just a, it's just a staggering figure i mean like you have like okay so let's say toyota produces what 350,000 rav4s in a year uh, Maybe four hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, a touch over four hundred thousand.
1: Okay, so a touch over four hundred thousand. How many Camrys, Corollas, probably close to the same.
0: Uh, combined, the Camrys and Corollas combined is probably about four hundred thousand now, because the market has shifted that much.
1: As of, I believe it was September, Ford had produced just over nine hundred thousand F. That's not a year's production. That's just by September. I think it's September, October. But anyway, that's amazing. <laughs> so they produce over a million of those things every single year. So, I mean, it's just it's it's amazing, you know, because you have work trucks, and the, and and their flexibility and so forth. Um. But I think one of the important things to look at now is the 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 changing of the production, and one of the earliest op- adopters of going in a different direction was the Honda Ridgeline, which had just a a a brand new announcement today on it. Oh yeah, they did a refresh, um,
0: trim back the product, trim back the trim levels, uh, so to speak.
1: Yeah, so, so, so Honda really... actually did something really crazy, and they took. Every single thing that I had a problem with the ridge line with and they fixed it. Wow. Every every single one. They fixed it. Every single one. Amazing.
0: <laughs> which really which really funny is they claim to have four trim levels now, sport, RTL, RTLE, and Black Edition. Except the Black Edition is nothing more than a cosmetics package for the RTLE. So really you have three. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Um so yeah, so well, okay. So the first ridge line was innovative. But it was ugly as hell and it sucked gas.
1: Well, and you had a slanted bedline. Yes, uh, they they called them the flying buttresses. So if you looked at the and the tr- problem is, is that you yeah from
0: the side, yes. it was it wasn't a straight right angle. It was this slanty thing. that yeah. looked terrible.
1: Yeah. And the problem with that is is it cuts down on the functionality of the bed because you can't lift something up and over the side of it like you can a traditional box bed. Right. Slide you know, you gotta roll it towards the back end of the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Straight sided bed. Right. And that type of thing. And I think when people finally get, you know, get you know, I, I and that's why I don't think the the, the new Tesla Cybertruck... We'll talk about electric trucks here in a second. I don't think the Tesla Cybertruck is going to work because of the fact that they've ignored the fact that there is a traditional formula that you have to... There, there, there's a functionality out of that that you can't just get rid of. Honda learned that.
0: Right. Yeah, the new line looks now the, better.
1: Yeah. Now, the thing that makes the Honda Ridgeline, though, different is the fact that it is no longer body on frame. It is a unibody where the body and the frame are all one piece. And they try and they decided to go with, um, stick with the light. truck, So you can still tow 5,000 pounds fairly reliably. And you can haul 1,500 pounds. Right. in, In the bed. Without really much much any issue, so you can use it for light duty pickup truck stuff. Just don't go too crazy with it. But it gives you a a smoothness and a functionality because they because they went to an independent rear suspension with independent with uh, with springs, so they smoothed out the ride quite considerably. Because when you try driving a pickup truck that's unloaded you know that's that, that that's just got nothing on it that you're not hauling anything or anything like that that it will absolutely beat the living daylights out of you it's really really rough yeah
0: they've they've, they've gotten better but yeah, yeah it's 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 still rough for sure i, I drove my buddy's uh 2016 f-150 and it, and it wasn't bad the funny thing was that, that truck is so big that i i put in a, i put a medium-sized kitchen table and four chairs in it and i couldn't tell the difference in how i drove <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. It had the yeah. V6 EcoBoost. Um, and uh, it was... It It is, is an excellent engine. and was, The only thing more surprising to me than the excellence of the engine was the shoddiness of the interior. Like, it still has the old well, un- door unlock buttons that actually it look like a golf tee that was stuck into the top of the door where the window, so you can tell by looking in the window if the car is locked or not. Yeah. It's just... Uh, but anyway, we're, yeah, yeah, like we're getting enough track. It, so I, I do want to spend a minute just talking about, the, even though the Ridgeline will never be a true heavy-duty pickup truck, it's the pickup truck most people need in terms of actual functionality. And yeah, they there are things in that truck that nerds like you and me absolutely adore. <coughs> Starting with oh my gosh, the locking truck.
1: I I do like it. The in-bed yep. trunk storage space is amazing. I I've had, I had I had one guy who was a complete and and if and if you want to see a rabid fan base, talk to working men and they're about their pickup. Oh trucks. yes, guys who are like contractors and stuff like that about their pickup trucks, because they will you know they they look so down upon. The originally oh that's not really a truck that's not really a truck and they're not wrong per se um but i have shown them the in-bed trunk and they go okay <laughs> that's nice
0: <laughs> yeah
1: Every time, they're like okay that's nice. <laughs>
0: so you've got you've got a tailgate that so, flips out sideways or flips down uh which i've never seen on any other truck um the one thing, and this is before I forget, this is, a, this is a big thing, is I've only seen one pickup truck, and it was a GM model, one pickup truck in my life that didn't have the backup camera mounted on the tailgate, which is stupid. It means that if you're hauling strong, long stuff, which you need the backup camera for even more, it means you can't see anything because the camera's not pointed at the ground. You should, they should all be recessed into the bumper somewhere. That should be standard. Get them off the tailgate doesn't make any sense it's got to
1: change yeah it it's weird you know anyway but um but anyways but um yeah so i mean i mean the ridge line is is amazing and the fact that they they finally redid the ridiculous trim level uh you know assortment of stuff that the active safety features are available and everything. The, you know, the touchscreen audio system is available and everything. They switched to I the 9-speed,
0: which we'll see how that works out. But
1: uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's worked out with the pilot. And I think they wanted to go with because, I mean, the reality is, is that the 6-speed was really kind of it, it had reached the end of its lifespan. As far as usability, yeah, but the nine-speed so only is,
0: gained you one mile per gallon in the city.
1: It wasn't for miles per gallon. I can Smoothly? I can almost guarantee you. I, I think it was. I no, I think it was um, just a simplification of, oh, of okay. production. Less
0: less less SKUs.
1: You know why? Yeah, why in the world are you? Because I mean that was the only vehicle that the that the six-speed went into. That was the only yeah, vehicle yeah, used. Everything else had been retired. Um, so, yeah, and and I'm pretty sure that you're going to see, you know, because the the passport is only nine speed, and I'm pretty sure that in the near future you're going to see the the uh, pilot go to only nine speed. I'm sure that's right when, around the re- corner.
0: When really, you and I have both you and I have driven the six, nine, and the ten speed
1: a fair amount
0: and they just yeah. need to figure out how to make the 10 speed work across a wider range of applications cuz that is a sweetheart of a transmission
1: it is a sweetheart of a transmission my only question on that one is is i think it might be not right. strong enough that's
0: that's what i mean they've got to figure out a way to, the they've got to figure out a way to make it beefy enough to to make it a a viable alternative um whether that's yeah. so anyway anyways, yes, is- moving forward We've got an agenda,
1: but I mean, it, but I mean that that kind of brings up a thing, and that is, you know, the 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 weird dichotomy of, you know, that we now have midsize and full size trucks, which is interesting because we don't have small trucks. No, we don't. No one wants a small truck. We, mm-hmm. we used to like you had like the Volkswagen rabbit pickup truck and you had the Chevy love and like the Toyota Season made a Cup, truck that was called and the truck like that or the yep. Yep. The Hilux.
0: Well, even smaller than the Hilux. So, um, Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, that's right.
1: yeah. 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 My, my, uh, my buddies. Yeah. My buddy, Sam, that was the, the first, uh, the first, uh, low rider pickup truck I ever saw was my, was my buddy Sam's. May recipes. rest in peace. Um, but uh yeah, it's uh it's interesting. But you also had you know basically mid sized trucks almost disappeared. You had, you know, they all you know, the Nissan disappeared for a little bit, you know, I mean even Honda closed up the ridgeline for
0: mm-hmm.
1: a few years. The only one that really kind of hung in there was the Toyota Right, Tacoma. and their sales
0: just jumped because of it. And everyone else went, oh, wait a second, people are buying these.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, okay. this is still a thing? And, and oh now that the Colorado has become like so, a decent
0: competitor, now we actually have a real marketplace. And people are...
1: Which is exciting. I, I'm i actually really kind of I, all for uh, it.
0: That's a stronger word than I would use, but it's it's definitely worth following. <laughs>
1: so, well, because I mean it if you're being on you don't need a full size pickup truck for most applications, no. almost no one does you know you know I mean Honda did and and I know we're discussing this, but because of the fact that the ridge line is so different than everything else, Honda did a lot of research into it and they decided that they wanted to do they wanted to build a truck to do 90% of what 90% of truck owners use their trucks for that's how they designed it that's how they built it so you know that shows you that you you know people don't need as much space or, or as much capacity and so forth as they want to right now, is it super awesome and does it make a manly, you know, does it make you do a manly grunt every time you know, you jump in and fire up your, you know, Cummins diesel? Yes, of course. Right. But, so.
0: You know, that's, yeah. That, that, that feeling only goes so far, especially when even a Cummins diesel you're getting high teens, low 20s gas mileage. You know, that's yeah, that can kind of wear on you,
1: you know. And when if you're well, even the Tacoma and the and the ridgeline are getting low 20s, yeah, low 20s, yeah,
0: Yeah, which 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 makes sense, right? It's a double cab because people actually haul their family around with them on on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. so or most Tacomas are double cab, I should say, right? And then you've got a moderately sized bed, so the truck is roughly roughly a foot foot and a half longer than a minivan something like that so it's not uh, I can't
1: remember are you talking about which, which, which one are you talking well, about
0: so the most popular Tacoma and the Ridgeline which only comes in one size are roughly the same length roughly yeah do you happen to know how long the Ridgeline week, is just a reference
1: it's about three inches longer than an Odyssey Okay. So it's, yeah, so it's about three four inches longer than an Odyssey. Okay,
0: and I think, I believe that Tacoma double cab five foot bed, which is the is sort of the standard one, is roughly the same as a Ridgeline. It should be, and there's there's also a six foot bed option. I think. So
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's the five foot bed. Yeah, and and by but... the way, I've
0: driven the stick shift Tacoma. It is not great. It is not one of those trucks to make you go, oh, every truck should have a stick shift.
1: No. No, uh, well, I remember. Dri- so I've I've driven a couple of stick shift pickup trucks. Most stick shift pickup trucks are kind of more towards the uh, the the you know first gear is not really for driving. You really want to start off in second gear, kind of a thing. Most trucks are like that, and if you drive it like that, um, it makes much more sense. Hmm. Okay you know, using using that first speed is kind of like, you know, know, the first gear is kind of like a granny low gear. Um, It's kind of like the gear you would use if
0: you were towing and had to stop uphill and get going again.
1: uh, Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, But, uh, you know, but I, there was a truck that I almost got for myself. This was many years ago and it was a Dodge Dakota regular cab, um with just a regular five foot bed, um or maybe in a six foot bed. But it had the three eighteen V eight and it was a five speed stick. Hmm. That was actually a little bit fun. That was fun.
0: I remember the Dakota.
1: And stuff. Yeah. I like the Dakota. Anyways, but you know, it, it was it's it's just very interesting. Now, what's really interesting is is that we're now starting to get into um, this kind of electrification, you know, uh, revolution in trucks. Um, really, I think you can kind of say started by Rivian. I think Rivian made the waves that everybody else is riding on. They in reality, I think they were the first ones to announce.
0: A fully electric pickup truck that was going to go into production.
1: I mean, it had been rumored by Tesla for a while. Yeah, but um, yeah,
0: but you know how Tesla rumors go. I mean, you know, where's the Model Y? Yeah, so
1: it's, it's in production now. <laughs>
0: right, part so of, part of Dante's Inferno.
1: I, I, ju- I want to talk about the Rivian really yeah, quickly. Yeah. So the, the R1T is, if, if they can make this happen, and, and I can't see any reason why they couldn't, because they have billions in assets that, that they've gotten, including $500 million from Amazon to build them you know, all-electric delivery vans, to Ford giving them five hundred million for use of their architect, you know, use of their architecture, which um, I think it's rumored that some of the Lincolns are going to be built on that, and so forth. Hmm. Um, but the it's a it's a quad motor, so one motor per wheel. It can it 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 can go through up to 3 feet of water well right makes sense and the only reason and the only reason why it can't go more than 3 feet has nothing to do with um water coming into places or um, or uh you know electrical things it, it does it doesn't interfere with anything it starts to float right it's the archimedes principle <laughs> That's 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 the problem. Is that it will start to float. It becomes buoyant. Um, yeah, it, it becomes buoyant after
0: the defeat. And um, and and let's back up for a quick second and, because this is going to be the first quad motor production electric vehicle in the world. Production. Uh,
1: outside of Rimac, yes.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yes, I don't. I don't believe you can refer to the Rimacs as being a production vehicle just. When you have such a high price tag and such a limited production run, it and, doesn't really, you know, it's not really when it, they're what yeah. a million and a half it, to start.
1: It will be the first mass-produced okay. quad motor that yeah. this we can say unequivocally. Yeah, and and they just, I'm I'm impressed by it in a number of different ways. They they really put. A lot of functionality into it, um, with and with an outdoor mindset. You know, okay, this is how people are actually going to use this truck. Let's make it so that people are actually, you know, it has an onboard compressor for things, you know, for 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 air compressor tools and stuff like that. Um, it has the ability to charge other things if it needs to, um, you know, like a You know, it comes with an inverter on board and so forth. You know, I mean, it's a really impressive truck. It's a really well put together. But once again, they were intelligent enough to stick with the truck formula. What makes it a truck? And it has straight sided beds, you know, a straight sided box bed that you can put stuff into. It'll still be able to haul around eleven thousand pounds, you know, and this is in contrast to the the Cybertruck. And the reason why I say in contrast to because the Cybertruck was designed more with a, a a lifestyle kind of a thing. It's not really a practical pickup truck. And that's why people buy pickup trucks is is to be able to have the ability have the ability to use them as a pickup truck. And you really can't do that with the cyber truck
0: Yeah, people have gotten so you used know, to doing things, so, grabbing a coil of rope, by walking up to the side of their truck, reaching in the bed, and pulling the rope out. With the cyber truck you have to go yeah. to the back, lower the tailgate. Walk up the ramp to the truck, get your coil rope, then walk back down the ramp, close the ramp up if you want to, and then go back to the work
1: site. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and apparently it's, 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 a, it's a life. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's a lifestyle thing. It's not an actual function thing. Um, I think the company that may have done a really good job with that is probably Bollinger. Bollinger, you yeah. know, I mean, it's not a pretty looking thing.
0: No, but it's... But not, holy crap, is Yeah. 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 It's stupid. They, 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 but... Bollinger quite possibly makes the best box on wheels you can buy. Certainly the best electrified box on wheels you can buy. Yeah. From, from what we've seen so far. It's all yeah. theoretical at this point. But anyway.
1: But I think all of that, you know, as much as I like the Rivian... All of that's going to be completely overshadowed by General Motors has an electric pickup truck at the works. And Ford uh, has an electric, electric pickup truck in the works, uh, not based on the Rivian, um, but uh, that they're, I think, unveiling next year. I, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they unveiled it at the North American Auto Show. Hmm. I'd be right. surprised Indeed. if they didn't do that. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, the pickup truck is a Holland. Um,
0: so we're going to sort of, yeah, sort of, sort of end this at this point, but I, there, there may be, maybe some openings for discussion here, especially with regards to more heavy duty trucks and what happens when you start going up in class. Um, and oh also a discussion about the luxury pickup truck, both badged and unbadged luxury pickup trucks that I think might be interesting. So uh, we will uh, put it under discussion and make it into a future podcast. Absolutely. Have a good night, Zach.